And we're freaking back. Happy, happy belated New Year, bro. Yes, man. Welcome back, man. Hey. Jeez. I know it's been a long time. And uh, we got Pooja too. Welcome, Pooja. We don't want to keep you on. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Happy uh, belated New Year. I think that's going to be the hashtag trend. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, We're late, huh? (laughs) Are we ever? I mean, we took a little hiatus, but we had no. Oh, yeah, I know. We, we, I mean, with us, we were like, yeah, we're coming back in January. Oh, and yeah. uh, shit, had a, had a flat tire. <laughs> yeah, you had a flat tire. The uh, you know, I had a, I had to go do something at the Capitol, and you know, just yeah. got held up a little bit. <laughs> but I'm out on bail, and everything's cool, guys. Everything's cool. Got your lawyers oh, and everything straight, right? Uh, yeah, I got everything straight. I got okay. the the lawyers. He's handling things. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, the only black guy in the Capitol, and they they helped me without bail for a little I bit. I saw you on TV. You saw me? I did. I was like, is that Reggie? They had I had they had a thing. All right, Pooja, I don't know if you've seen yeah. the stuff with the Capitol, but it was on cho- social media. Yeah. They had they had it all trending. Like there was one black guy that was in the Capitol <laughs> riot, right? And he sat there. They were like, they were like, yo, we don't want the <laughs> all the black, <laughs> all the black, all the black people were like, hey, we don't want this, brother. We don't know what he's doing. I'm like, no, no, no. He was in there because he was told that they were they had the uh, they had the. Uh, <laughs> The checks, the checks for the uh, oh for my coronavirus. God. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you call it? I forget. The stimulus. Pack. Yes, the stimulus package. They were like he was like, yo, first come, first serve. So he was like, he was the Uber driver, and he happened to go up in there with the uh, the Proud Boys. No, <laughs> that's too much. That is he, messed he up. Long hey, hey, that's what happened. That's what happened. But anyway, how was your uh, New Year's, Pooja? was uh quiet and you know as everything is right now with covid oh my god it's true yes that is very true i mean for me it's been quiet for several years what about you ray i would say it's been very quiet for me too really nothing new nothing exciting yeah uh got a new position at my job so oh hey bro that's awesome i know now i'm looking for you know how hot of it i am but i got you bro Oh yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm so out of it. I'm like, where's that clap? <laughs> where's that clap track? But yeah, yeah. So okay, know. good thing you clarified the clap track. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, like I said, I was, I was in, I was, uh, I was, I was held, I was detained for a little bit, no bail. I cannot say what oh happened behind God. those walls. Oh no, Pooja, where is your mind today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, BYOB, Claptrap. Yo, it, even, huh? I, I, I know, you guys can analyze me today. I know, right? She's on the right podcast. Um, know, right, um, bro rants. Yo, but for me, it was a quiet, quiet New Year's. I mean, Kate and I, we sat, we we actually had to do, I th- yeah, our daughters had a more eventful night. We were the Uber driver for the youngest, so we had to drop her off <laughs> at a late thing. Uh, with her friends to hang out and we had to pick her up. Uh, I think it was like two o'clock in the morning. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, if she was at a friend's house, so it was like friends that were there with the parents there know. hanging out. Yeah. With the parents. house. yeah. At the end of the day, still made me feel like a fucking loser. <laughs> I you mean, know what I mean? Like, we're going to have a party. Don't worry. Dude. What, I like, when did I turn into the old man? You know what I, I mean? I was. No, but I was like, you got your, you know, I picked her up and all of a sudden my voice turned weird. I, was, I turned into this, this. 55-year-old white man, um, you got your mother and I out here. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. I had to wake your mother up. She's on the couch. God, for God's sake. And then uh, Kate was like, ah, Archie. Hey, you know, I was yeah. I, I counted down and went to sleep. You did? Immediately. Wow. Yeah. You, you That's because, dude, you work you work pretty hard. Um, 
Because I every you know you're constantly on the go, so I remember you're you know used to tell me you know, <laughs> used to pass up like hey I'd have a mid conversation text with this guy, Pusha, and all of a sudden he's like hey what are you, where are you going next to two o'clock in the morning hey I saw that he got the haha joke and I'm like what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> going through you know going through, <laughs> did he fall asleep no like, is is this Ray or Raymond um yeah busy. yeah but what I would love to get into which I wanted to get to. This was um, last year was the reason we created Men's Health Thursdays anyway, which was mental health. That was one thing that um, I wanted to touch on because it is a subject we don't um, prescribe to or 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 admit in the the black community or as men, period. Uh, But particularly in our community, it is the um, not so cool thing to talk about. You know, you know, we're supposed to be proud and and um, black and proud and strong and well sometimes the problem is people don't know what you mean when someone says mental health what does that really mean though yeah well yeah for me it it seems to me what i get from it is oh you got to be strong will strong-minded to to not let anything affect you so you put on that bravado do you get that a lot with your uh your practice uh puja yeah, I mean, you know, I, I do, but I guess the difference is because it's like a private practice. People are usually not, you know, they don't have to come see me. It's by choice. So most people that do reach out um, yeah. will, will do so with some intention or clarity of what they want. But yeah, even when they do that, there's still a lot of resistance to the real issues as to why they're there. Um, and it takes time. I mean, it takes time to build up that, you know, rapport where someone's finally like, oh, yeah, and I, and boom, this is why i'm here or the you know when the walls need to come down but it really comes down to just making that connection that trust if you don't build a trust Mm -hmm. with somebody then you know you're not going to open up and you're not going to share so until someone truly feels it's a safe space i have felt that um barrier a lot of it even if they come in voluntarily and you know Uh it's not like court you know i don't have a court order oh yeah yeah that's yeah they (laughs) definitely have an issue if they come in court court order (laughs) yeah yeah, i'm not quite for 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 that but even those like people that do need to do that like they are showing their right so we 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 say feelings is subjective because you're feeling it right but your your emotion for how you might express it comes through your behavior which is objective i can object like see it and go oh yeah he threw the chair like that's a very objective thing i can witness but the feeling is objective so what we're always seeing with a lot of people is this like and men especially like everything's fine like you know it's that that exterior thing but internally it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not feeling rage like when people just go whatever man like you know move on that doesn't mean that like they're not feeling mm-hmm. angry, sad. It's just their way of not going there because going there would mean actually feeling it, right? And letting mm, somebody else yeah. see that in that way. Um, so I have had that, especially being a female therapist with with male therapists. Sometimes like they're not sure, you know, if, if they they, they kind of have that exterior that they would. I think with like uh, a date or somebody that they care about or their spouse, and it takes some time to kind of get to you know, the point. And sometimes I get direct and that's when it gets a little bit more, I think, comforting for men instead of tiptoeing around like why they're there. I just, I'll sometimes say it. Um, Mm -hmm. I was going to say like, like not to interrupt, not to interrupt you, excuse me, but. No, you did not. I I talked too much. No, you're good. No, you're good. No, I just wanted (laughs) to like do. All right. So when they, let's say someone kind of goes, they go to you, do they call you because most of the time they're, someone referred them um 
uh, recommended calling contacting you because you might be assistance and they don't realize they have underlying issues or it's just like they reach out they see they, you know they find you i was gonna say the yellow pages but they find you on google and they're like let me just <laughs> the yellow pages i'm having these feelings on yelp or whatever whatever yelp or something I, hey these are things that raymond taught me he taught me about the phone bag too <laughs> so so uh you know, <laughs> so I mean, is it so? I'm, what I'm trying to say is, what are you trying? Do they, what are you trying to say? Basically, do they when they come to you? Are they knowing they have this underlying issue, or is yeah. it more so? Oh, someone my my okay. primary physician said contact you, or my friend said, hey, you, you did wonders for them. Yeah, um, I mean, I'd like to think a lot of it. A lot of it is word of mouth referrals. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, if, like, let's say you and a group of friends are talking and yeah. maybe later somebody's like, oh, you know, I think um, I had some other stuff, but like I talked to a therapist, I, here's her number. Or, um, uh, you know, now there's a lot of directories online. A lot of people actually reach out themselves. A lot of, I would say um, 85% of the patients I've seen have reached out to me because they feel something's not right internally for them. And they mm. want to explore and talk about it. Um, whereas some people will still call um, because they want to engage, but also because their significant other or people in their, you know, immediate family have said, you know, we've noticed X, Y, and Z. Like, I really think you should get some support for this. or You should really talk to a therapist. And that's the first time they've entertained it. Maybe not to the person that's um, told them you should go speak to someone. Yeah. But they've actually thought about it and uh, come in to see me independently they've either found me through a directory based on my specializations or their you know insurance or their needs requirements all of those things like there's a few good ones um like psychologytoday.com is a big one where all kinds of different therapists and mental health psychiatrists they all sort of post um, their bio and you can search based on your zip code you know needs uh, specialties things like that um there's another one it's called good therapy i think dot com there's all kinds through your insurance panels through zocdoc now there's even more um for online therapy so i think there's just more access now from home so people are able to find it but most people come because they it's it's usually more so motivated by an internal like need sometimes it's just to come and get they're hoping to get um you know, validity as to nothing's wrong with that, right? They'll say, yeah, well, my girlfriend says, like, I don't do this X, Y, Z. I just don't want to tell her I'm fine, right? Or it's more for that, especially in couples therapy. Most times, one of the partners is usually looking to get some validity that, like, they're right and the other's wrong. <laughs> um, and I have to, you know, burst that bubble and go, this isn't what that's about. Um, so, but I can see that you need that. So it's so, right so- here. So, Pooja, most times in, the, in yeah. the black community, black and brown community, as far as mental health, uh, people don't go, like you said, because, uh, you know, usually prideful or they don't know anything, know much about it. But what about, like, as far as, you know, financially, it, it, most, yeah. most people can't afford it. it. What what can be done about that, though? Yeah. Especially so, what you were mentioning about mm-hmm. the things taking place with the insurance in your practice. Right. Can you go into how how yeah. would they reach you? You know, the, the detour away getting to mm-hmm. you now. Absolutely. So, you know, I know that there's been a lot of right now mental health is like the hot topic, but the mental health, you know, issues and access to it has been an issue for a long time. And now all of a sudden it's all over media. And I think, though, we're not addressing the real root of the problem here is that even if you have insurance, they're not covering everything or they're paying very low rates um, to access the health care that you need, like 
for, or they're, you know, it'll just be all bundled, meaning no matter how many things you do in session, how well you, um, you know, assess or what method you use, it doesn't matter. You're still going to get reimbursed at a certain rate. They'll deny things. They will retroactively take payments back. So it's been my experience that like a lot of therapists who go into private practice will eventually stop taking insurance because of these headaches and these, um, these issues as providers that we face. So a lot of things that I've done, because the reason I got into it was I really wanted to help people, but it was also affecting my ability to feel, you know, I was overwhelmed. I was seeing like 40 people a week. It was just getting to be too much. Um, mm. And the return on the energy you expend is, is, and then you don't always feel your best. So you want to make sure you're not compromising the quality of care. So a couple of ways that, you know, these things can get addressed is you can, um, like I'm going to eventually start groups. So for like a flat, you know, fee per group, you can do 10 sessions with like maybe six other people dealing with very similar things. So it would need to be screened by me, um, you know, make sure that everybody in there is, un- is understanding of like the the new compliance with virtual stuff. Um, you don't have to have your video on if you don't want, you know, things like that. So group therapy is a good way to get some support. Also, it's a good way to see that you're not the only one struggling. There are other people out there. Um, dealing with similar issues. So it kind of gives you a little bit of support in a way, too. Is that common? Um, that is very common. Groups are very, very common. Um, and it's part of a, 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 you know, next to individual therapy, couples therapy, group therapy is also utilized uh, because it helps some people who often are very resistant connect and go, oh, okay, so I'm not, I'm, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not a weirdo. I'm not a freak. You know, this, this happens to other people. Matter um, of, of opinion. <laughs> I want to say I saw on Facebook a group uh, a group on Facebook called Bipolar Group or oh really yeah like a bipolar group for people who are bipolar or something like something like that yeah so those I would be careful with how much you share because that those even though they say they're private it's so public you know um, I'm talking about like a like a therapeutic group where okay. there's the same confidentiality that you would oh. have, um, so an individual once one ran, ran by a therapist or or or, or a mental health specialist. Right. So okay. like if I was, um, you know, in person, I would have like maybe eight. I would say a good number is like no more than eight, you know, for adult, eight to ten adults, maybe max, um, depending on what the group is. Some are just like a set of ten groups for psychoeducation, just helping you understand your new medical illness or how to like deal with, you know, um, your depression, anxiety, just different topics. Or there's some that are more for therapeutic um, uh kind of you know way to help you move beyond your barriers and really get other people in on confronting you or you confronting them or realizing like through the group dynamics how much progress you can make when somebody else is able to from your similar situation point out certain things that maybe you know you're not aware of or the therapist can't directly get to because you need that uh, from someone else that you know is going through the same thing you know um, again, mm-hmm. builds trust, builds a little bit of, um, but yes, yeah, so th- those are, let me just clarify, the group therapy should be very, it's very different than like those online groups. I'm talking Correct. Um, okay. groups run with the same strict confidentiality in place, contracts signed by members that they're not going to, you know, share this info outside, um, things like that. So it would be the same way you would go see a doctor. It's the same confidentiality rules that apply. 
um, and HIPAA, the health you know guidance rules regarding what you share in there. So th- those groups are very different. Than, so, um, so with the group rate, with the group sessions, that'd be a way to cut down on costs uh, for individual right. who can't afford it. Right. So it's a good way. Like you could. That's one way. So a, you're having access, and if your level of need as you know, you're not really, or you can do like you, some people can't afford weekly um, sessions, you know, individually. So sometimes it's a good way to support and have like a boost, like an augment, augmented way of receiving care. So you do maybe two individual sessions and then you do the group as well at the same time. So the groups can be like $20, 25 per session with everybody else, or most insurances will cover those too. So that's fine. um, You know, depending on what it is. And then another way is, and something I have done and I'm continuing to do, even though I'm out of network is um, uh, sliding scale rates. So people, you know, need support and, they can't afford uh, a specific rate or they don't have insurance, but there is need. I, if I can't, you know, help connect them with more regular resources, I will see them for a much um, um, smaller portion of the rate, a, a sliding scale based, based on their income. income. Oh, yeah, okay. Or just based on your current, you know, I don't even, I don't even ask for like some therapist might ask for um, your pay stub. Or oh, wow. Or, you know, I, so they, I get, they get like that. So, Damn. Some might, some yeah. practices might, like their financial side might, but like not, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't, I just, I'm like, all right, I'll take your word for it. Like I get it. So it, de- it depends on who you see. And then you can reserve a specific like for pro bono. Like I know I've done um, before when immigration courts were still in session, I've done some like um, very, very low cost like uh, evaluations for women who were seeking uh, asylum at a very low rate for um or pro bono, mm-hmm. and I worked with this um, nonprofit to do these assessments. And so there's ways to connect. If I can't do it, I hope you, you know, make sure that there's awareness of resources, or I do both. I will see them for their specific, whatever it is that they can afford at the moment, or pro bono. I, I do try to save one or two spots for that. Um, but the more clinicians you have, like right now I'm expanding now into group practice. So once I have clinicians on board, there will be more options for care. Um, so that's one. And people also don't understand that they're out of network and in network benefit. So let's say you are working and have insurance just because a therapist is not in network does not mean that you're out of network coverage doesn't count. So, um, you would be able to call your insurance company and say, okay, if I want to see this therapist in this specific group, but they're not taking this as a network, what are my out of network mental health benefits for individual therapy? Um, they can get that info. And sometimes it's like they the insurance will cover 60% of the clinician's fee and you just pay 40%. Whereas for some insurances, even if the clinician is in that work, you might still have to pay 20% and they pay 80%. So it's not a big difference in terms of what you're going to end up paying um, for your share, even if you go out of network. So therapists do take insurance if they're not in network, it's just through their out-of-network benefits. But now if somebody has no insurance, then we're, we're talking, you know, alternatives like a sliding scale. Okay. Um, some groups do have pro bono. I do have, I have done that in the past. Um, and I'm going to build that back up again because that is the reason I got into this profession. So I do want to keep with those roots. But um, group is, is another great way. As long as it's run by an ethical um you know, licensed therapist or someone who's being supervised, uh, making sure that everything is run ethically and well and the group feels safe. So 
that's another good way to do that. There's lots of little ways to get that support. Um, you can, I think now a lot of insurances are even waiving co-pays. You have to ask, there's grants. People don't know about this. I learned about it just because I got into the financial side of my practice, but you can ask if, you know, let's say you have a really high deductible. Uh, some people even that are in that work still have to pay the deductible. So you're still paying out of pocket at that point, which is another barrier that insurances cause is that even if you're in network, you're paying your premiums, you found a therapist that takes your insurance. Now you have every January, let's say your insurance will start to have like a $5,000 deductible. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're still having to pay based on your plan, uh, your fees, your contracted rate, because your insurance won't start paying until you meet that $2,000 or whatever. So that's another barrier that insurance companies also place on their own members is you're paying a premium, but you also have a deductible now. So it's not the therapist. It's that's just the way your plan is set up. And, but some people now um, you can apply for grants or some sort of a waiver. If there's financial difficulty, I know right now, especially because of COVID um, a lot of, uh, insurances are, are being able to offer waivers for mental health uh, shares of co- like either your copay, your deductible amount, or whatnot, um, or coinsurance. You just have to to verify that with your insurance. But there's ways I think that people are stepping up. There's funding for healthcare. Um, I can't think that there is one that I just heard of that they help pay these expenses. If you can't, I'll. I'll find it and I'll send you guys the link so you can post it. Oh, okay. okay. Some help, yeah, I'll send you guys some helpful links. I have, to post. I have a crazy question for you. Yeah. Uh, let's okay. say, for instance, you have a, a a spouse, friend, you know, someone in your family or something, and you think they have a problem mentally. Is mm-hmm. there like is there like a just a like you know a questionnaire they can fill out to say, okay, I do have a problem because I checked yes here and no there and no here and yes there and and and. I guess it can sort of like say, you know what, I do have a mental problem or I, I do need help or, mm-hmm. or, or or is it just more of just you have to go to a therapist and then talk to someone and they can tell me. Yeah, so I would highly, um, I know that there are all these online quizzes and things that tell you, you know, if you're a narcissist or if you're this or that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I was getting that too. Right. <laughs> I would, I would. Be very careful because not all of these are done with rigorous scientific, like um, they're not valid. Meaning mm. that they always test for what their mental test for. They're not reliable in the sense that they might not always give the same um, result as to what you're looking for. Okay. So I would I highly discourage people from using stuff on their own. What I think is helpful because even the way, even the way, and I think this is, um, I think we were briefly touching on this before, but even to say, oh, if there's a mental problem. So when we phrase it like that, then it becomes like the stigma, this taboo, like, oh, shit, like I'm fucked up in the head, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> as opposed to, as yeah. opposed to like, I'm having a hard time mm-hmm. emotionally, or like, if you are physically having a hard time, right? Like, you, you have physical symptoms. That's why a lot of people, people of color especially, um, tend to go to the doctor with physical problems, because it's more acceptable to say, you know, I can't sleep or my neck hurts all the time, or this happens to me all the time. And then the doctor will run all these tests, maybe roll out physical stuff, and, and it usually goes to Ill, um, emotional health, um, you know, struggles or mm-hmm. uh, mental health challenges like depression. And and I think a big thing that we as a, as a this is just me on my soapbox, as a community and, and as a larger society should do is, I don't know if you really need to label mental health or behavioral health care versus like just health care. Um, I think that your brain 
is part of your entire body and it actually regulates everything in your body. So it should all just be health care. That's, um, that's true. You know, like I, if you had yeah. a thyroid problem, you're going to take medication. So if you have depression, you need to regulate your, your neurotransmitters or your hormones in the brain. So what's the difference, you know? Mm. I guess, yeah, because I, I guess as a society, we've, we've, um, we compartmentalized things as far as, mm-hmm. yeah, just physical and mental. And I think, I don't know if it takes away from the, you seeing your, 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 uh, uh, your, no, no, you seeing your personal physician, oh, your, mm-hmm. your primary, care primary care versus going to see your mental, you know, I don't know if it, it's mm-hmm. seen as a business thing, you know what I mean? Like, oh, that mm-hmm. takes away from me if we go there, you know, no, yeah, you know, if, yeah. if it's seen that way because, um, you know, like you're saying, both in the yeah. back, black and brown communities, the first care they tell you to go to is everything from an orthodontist, uh, you know, a dentist or, or uh, mm-hmm. a, a primary care doctor mm-hmm. um, yeah. for those things. But there's never, ever the scale of ever seeking someone to talk out your feelings or talk out your problems or talk or talk about maybe the thoughts inner thoughts you're having the the skeletons yeah. the fears none of that's ever brought up that's something um yeah you or, either um, uh-huh oh, sorry no you're just fine to, just to piggyback on that just to add to that sure. point that you just made that people go to the you know primary care and a lot of times primary care doctors will end up prescribing an antidepressant but the yeah. their patient is not getting any other support in the, or in the form of talk therapy or they may have given them referrals but they haven't really followed through or can't again yeah. financial barriers timing you know all of those things or they'll just say oh go look on this website and find someone now if someone's very depressed their judgment is impaired they're gonna have a hard time like narrowing down who to call even to initiate that process of looking for somebody you know so it, it, they'll just continue to stay on the medication and the primary care will keep providing that that is a lot of people on it that actually brings me to my other question so i was gonna say what yeah. i mean i'm a man and, and whatnot and, and raymond's mm-hmm. a man and we're out here what are signs for men out there especially dealing with the quarantine and i think yeah. the quarantine has brought out a lot of demons and a lot of unsaid things i think a lot of relationships yeah. have either um rejuvenated or they've ended due to the quarantine because people realize that maybe the compatibility is no longer or or they have mm-hmm. selfish you know yeah. mental issues that they've never addressed and it's been swept the swept under the rug with work and or, or having bo- to do with kids up. yeah having to do kid things and, and having to be mom or wife and having to be husband that they don't ever really address it what are these signs that men should what are the signs that we should seek outside help as far as uh yeah whether it's um i don't think it needs to get detrimental that it's suicidal but mm-hmm. what what are signs to prevent it from even getting dark like that you know, sure. like fatigue, what should we look out for as men? Yeah, absolutely. So foremost, I think one of the biggest things that um, is really good to also make sure is that you're, you're eating right and sleeping well, because those things can certainly contribute. So look out for that. Is your sleep, are you sleeping more? Are you sleeping less? Are you getting any, um, I know right now sunshine, well, if you're in the Northeast, um, it's, <laughs> it's very grim. So vitamin D supplementation is super important. Um, you know, are you getting your exercise now? Are you feeling like just one of the biggest signs? Are you just feeling detached? Like you're not really there, you know, are you just not feeling present? You're just doing, going through the motions, um, things that may evoke some sort of emotion before is just like, you just feel kind of numb. 
Um, what about insecurity? Is insecurity yeah. one of the things or is that just something or neediness or I mean, anything yeah, that, that I mean, falls into that? Absolutely. Anything that you feel is out of place for you because everyone's unique, right? Yeah. Everyone's going to experience it based on their past conditioning, their past life, yeah. uh, past life as in like their childhood, how they, what they saw growing up, how they were. No, no. I thought you were talking about when I was a woman before, but yeah, that's oh, yeah, cool. You could, you could <laughs> is that why you wear those pantyhose? I was, I was Marilyn Monroe, bro. You know, I mean, it was Robert no, for me. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't Jack. Time. It was Robert for me. It was all let's, Robert. Let's, Let's huh? do some clinical hypnosis <laughs> and we can get you in your cast life regression. <laughs> um, no, but I'm but sorry. Go ahead. Um, so, yeah, things like that. You know, like if you're somebody who's always kind of felt, even at your highest or lowest, you feel like there's still some sort of enjoyment that you're getting. But gotcha. no, that's no longer there. You're not sleeping right. Like you're sleeping too much or too little, waking up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Are you having physical symptoms? Like a lot of times with men I've noticed it's like they'll feel like you know you know just like tired or achy um the headaches are like you know physiologically they're not always feeling their best yeah um so that's one or just they're like feeling you know maybe their heart starts beating your everybody's had some I think for I I know I have too during this time just a lot of anxiety and overwhelmingness of, uh, I don't think that's a word but an overwhelming feeling of, did you say loneliness of stress no I, well that too oh okay okay um, over, overwhelming yeah so if you feel like you're alone but you're with your loved ones you're yeah feeling it, like detached it's called um there's a process to this depersonalization mm-hmm. yeah where sometimes a lot of people are feel like they're watching themselves just go through the motions they're not really there you know um mm-hmm. they're not able to experience anything that numbing is very dangerous because that means that you're just sort of like past you're just like whatever wow and yeah that it's means not a good way to hopelessness feel, is right? there yeah it's not a good yes, place to yes. be um so you should certainly at that point seek out support but before that are you getting are you more irritable are you hmm. um you know more stressed are you i mean i'll send a link to it's what usually primary care doctors will use mm-hmm. in their office, or I use it when I first do the intake, um, it's the PHQ scale for depression, and there's one for um, generalized anxiety. So it's just simple questions. You can fill that out, but take it with you. Don't try to interpret what that means. Um, but it can be a good way to see, you know, are you answering a lot in the threes or the quality, what's your quality of life? Because we can all have... Um, there are people who are like, you know, like functioning alcoholics. We've heard, we've heard of that term. Oh yeah. Um, yes. And we have which, people like that in our families. All of us do one, one of the, yeah. Sure. But in yeah. reality, they're just probably self-medicating the uh-huh. depression and anxiety. Masking, right? masking whatever masking. it is. Correct. So we can have people who are like, have mental problems depressed. and they just, and then they just yeah. what, go on through the motions. Do you- Absolutely, especially right now with like the demands of, of child caring, like people, you know, are working full time doing their own meetings while their children are supposed to go to school online. Mm-hmm. So they're now responsible for facilitating that, making sure their homework's done, cooking, cleaning, everything. I mean, oh, yeah. and full time workload. So the level of stress that we're all hitting is 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 really um, high at this point, And we're constantly home with this threat of, you know, anything you getting sick and ending up on the ventilator so it's like everything is just so um anxiety provoking and there's no escape like before you could at least okay no, i'm gonna go for a yes, walk. I'm gonna go to the exactly. gym. 
Well, now your gym is like your basement, which is still surrounded by probably all your other clutter and toys. Exactly. And like, yep. So there's no space. There's no escape. You know? And not only that, if you and, and, and even if the gyms are open, there's still the fear of, okay, what new strength right. is out there or, or, or of the, yeah. the COVID and I could catch it. I, when you were just talking, I came to this, this um, uh, epiphany. Realization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I came to this epiphany. Cause you know, mm-hmm. we, we, we're on phone with smart, you know, when you're talking to smart people, we got, we got up our game, Ray. We got up our game. We got up our game. Um, it was big words. Yeah. So I was, you know, I can, I can see why the depression went up or the mental health went up when quarantine took over. Because if you think about it, it was almost like adults, middle aged adults, but let's say, you know, what 80% whatever how much percentage was of America or the world, right? Because it's a global thing was hitting retirement and now you're losing your identity and there's nothing masking you from what you, nothing covering up whatever you used to cover. Now you're just you and you're Mm -hmm. worthless and you're home and you're like, oh crap, well, I don't have to wake up and do this. There's nothing, no one telling you to be a certain place to do this certain thing. Mm-hmm. And the motivation's gone because a lot of people in retirement, that's what happens. They say a lot of them die quickly because they know they, they identify themselves yeah. with their duties and their and who they were mm-hmm. and what positions sure. they held. With their routines and stuff. Yeah, with their routines about. and yeah. what they what yeah. their uh, their importance and, and the um you know, the, the title they held in, in at their corporate offices or whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and you know, I think that that's another another thing is that you're no longer seeing colleagues who are very detached and isolated from you know, outside of the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, yeah, you have a lot more flexibility. There's that, you you know, a lot of people, I think, I, and I don't know if I'm, this is my own personal um, experience now that's creeping into this. And, and, and I guess I could speak from my own personal experience um, doing the work that I do. I've seen a huge increase in, in stress and anxiety and depression, but also as a therapist myself, like I'm now the container for all of that. And I have my own stuff at the same time. I was going to say that. Who right. I was going to say who therapist, the therapist. I'm uh, like, do yes. you have a hotline that's like, girl, call, didn't, didn't call this number whenever you're feeling <laughs> that. That was my question <laughs> too. How do you, how do you get help? What yeah. do you do? The same yeah, thing we, we do? do? Well, yeah, we talk to our principal, but. A lot of wine. Or do you call your mentor? Do you call your mentor? Like, wine. oh, I had to call my mentor. I had to call my, yeah, you know. we have um, groups, like for cl- like peer supervision, we call yeah. it. So we, we mm. you know, check in. Or just getting your own therapist. Like, I've seen a therapist. Like, you know, yeah. that is a way to make sure that I'm not bringing my shit into your session. Mm. And I'm not dumping what I am, you know, dealing with. And I'm not, like putting the two together and telling you, yeah, you need to leave this guy or you need to leave, you need to leave this woman because that maybe that's where my head is. You know, it's not, it's so it's very, very important. So you're okay. Uh, so you're not putting any of whatever you're feeling, um, projecting mm-hmm. it onto your, 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 uh, patients. Got you. And then you give them the wrong information next, you know, you know, the, yeah. the house is on fire. I, <laughs> I, I can wait to, I can wait to that a lot because, uh, in our household, like yeah. my kids always ask me, dad, why don't you ever complain? Or why don't you ever like, uh, say you're tired or why, why don't you always say like, uh, you're hurting or yeah. And I tell them I'm not allowed to. You know, which I, I probably shouldn't say that, you know? Yeah, you shouldn't say I that. I probably shouldn't say that. Because nah. I always say, like, I have to take care of you guys. I have to be there for yeah. you Yeah, but that's that's what you've been told. Yeah. I was gonna, that was another yeah. thing I was going to talk to on Generation Generation, yeah. but yeah. obviously we're not going to get that because we're, we're getting close to your wrap-up. But <laughs> for everyone to know, yeah, we, we will. What we're going to be doing with Pooja is we're going to have your Pooja help Thursday segment, which is, uh, you know, once a month we're going to be doing that with you. So we can actually... Sure. 
we address these issues and now we're going to find out how to go about and fixing these is, these yeah. issues and how petty how little it may be whatever it is um we're going to address them and we're going to um go through this journey with Pooja together uh oh, well, no it's i'm happy to go on the journey with you guys i mean you know when i'm in the process too between when patients come in we're talking like i'm part of that equation too so gotcha. it's 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 a journey for both of us and that's sort of the biggest Thing, I think to take away is if you don't feel comfortable with your therapist, you don't have that relationship. Yeah, it's never going to feel right. So you need to feel safe and kind of you know just. But yeah, like you know, I think Raymond, I, I believe you just said I'm not allowed to. That's worth exploring, right? Maybe something we could talk about. Like what is that absolutely, mean? yeah, yeah. I definitely want to get into, you know, being more, as she says, vulnerable, vulnerable. with yes. our with our own lives and, and mm-hmm. speaking of our own emotions. So you know, so you so these guys that listen to us or women are more comfortable addressing it with their spouses yeah. and, and seeking the help they need. Yeah. Cause Absolutely. I, I want to come off like I'm a human, you know, I don't yeah. want to be in No, it. you're Kawhi Leonard, bro. You're a complete bot. He's a robot. <laughs> this dude is, what's that, what's that laugh at? Uh, uh, exactly. Is there a little, is there a little chip in the back? <laughs> I know why he only wants water because he can't handle sugar. It'll ruin his damn gears inside his body. Dealing with this humanoid over here. Um, anyway, well, Pooja, we're going to wish you an awesome uh, oh, evening. Thank you. Yes, Pooja, thank you so much. Hey, look at that. We wrapped her up in time. It's amazing. Yes. So fir- our first. How about that? Hey, we're on time? I yes. Like her, her husband's not going to like get mad at us and start to keep <laughs> yeah, her away from us and her baby. Blocking our her baby, calls. Her baby, baby daddy is not going to get mad. Okay, cool. This is wonderful. I love this. And my son's little is going to be able to play with him, you know. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yo, 2021, we are like professionals. Yes, we are. Yeah. We're getting yes, it together. Like oh, my it. gosh. Bro, Rance, this is amazing. Where's <laughs> it clapping at? Where's it clapping at? Oh, yeah, that's right. Come on. Maybe it's, hopefully. Applaud. Can they go? There we go. Hey. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. You know, it's what we do. It's what we do. We, awesome. yeah. we made it through 2020. 2021, here we go. And Absolutely. Remember, vulnerability equals strength. So... That's my that's my new hashtag now. I was trying to remember it, but it didn't come out. I was like, damn it. I was like, what did that damn thing she said? Vulnerability equals Yeah, gosh damn it. Yeah. But I'ma steal it. I'll send it to you. I'ma steal it. Yeah, vulnerability equals strength. I love it. Yes. Love it. Well have a wonderful evening. You might tweet that? I might tweet it. Go and tweet it. Tweet it. Do it. Tweet it, twat it, whatever. Uh Twat it, tweet it, twat it. All right. Uh, with that and, and said, that high note. oh yeah, exactly. With that mm. said, mm. have a lovely evening, Pooja. Yes, Thank BTP. You. BTP for life. Oh, <laughs> and on that note, on that low note, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao. Uh, See you guys. Soon. All right. Yeah. Take care. Bye, Pooja. Bye. Bye. Man, that was uh, pretty good. Yeah, it was. Uh, Pooja back at her best, uh, giving us uh, what we needed, uh, lifting us up for 2021, uh, giving us the information about mental health, yes. uh, helping us, uh, I guess, ride through this year in the, in, the, in, the, in the right wave. I hope you guys are taking notes and, and uh, like, you know, hit us up on the Instagram, bro rants underscore, nope, bro underscore rants underscore podcast uh, on the Facebook, uh, bro rants fan page right there leave leave comments leave things that we know what you guys want to hear what you want to talk about if there's any questions you can even leave questions on the anchor app um let us know what you guys want to hear what questions you guys want us to ask when it comes to this mental health because this it's it's, uh, it's really 
it's really getting hard out there. I mean, 2021 still has the remnants of, I mean, yeah, still has the remnants of 2020. It's still We're stuff. still feeling the, the effects of 2020. Yeah. And listen, if you got anything you want to put out there for us to put on the show about mental health, do not be afraid. Yep. We're not afraid. Absolutely. I, I feel more, I don't know about you, I feel more uh, liber, liberated um, speaking of this stuff and not just, you know, acting like it doesn't exist. Right. You know? Because we know it's real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know, acting like, uh, you know, saying, hey, this is the subjects we want to talk about and, and mention and even getting close into our personal lives or our personal uh, skeletons and emotions. Uh, it it kind of makes, like she said, the vulnerability is strength because then you don't hide, you don't have that, that, that demon doesn't have control over you anymore. Pooja made me think about myself yeah. in a way that I probably haven't thought about myself in a while. Okay. She made me like almost make a mental checklist to make sure that I'm okay. Ah, uh, gotcha. You know? Yeah. And, and if she could do that for me, what can she do for you? Absolutely. And yeah. I mean, we're going to have her information on there so you guys can reach out to her and you, and she works on a scale too. She's willing to work with you. That's the one thing we loved about this partnership with her is the fact that she actually, you can tell she loves what she does and she loves helping people. It has nothing to do with the price tag. Right. You can hear the passion. You can hear the uh, passion know, right yeah. in her voice. Exactly. So she, she's willing to work even with people that don't have insurance and it's not, she doesn't want to see your pay stubs. She's, she's not going to get the, you know, Guido <laughs> or anybody after you come get you. Oh, you're not paying. Let me see them, pay, them pay stubs. No, she's not going to do that, man. She's uh. She's really legit good people. And on that note, guys, um, I hope you enjoyed Mental Health Thursday. And we're fucking back, (laughs) bitches. Hey, why so serious? We love you guys. We do. Peace. Bro Rants out.